This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. Next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? Barney Scout Man. At least in the moment, I'm from San Diego, California. All right. Well, I would I would hope that uh, a pretty good portion of my listeners already know who you are. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, we're kind of talking a little bit here beforehand. Um, why don't you talk, you know, just kind of give a little basis on what people know you for the most, I would assume, uh, before uh, this, this book, Journeys North, came out. Um, uh, would be, you know, you're a trail angel, and I mean, I, your your name, your your name, and and your wife uh, Frodo, you know, you guys, your names precede you, right? That's uh, that's what we're told. Our uh, our um, uh, uh, son gets uh, got an email the other day. Uh, Alex says, "Are your parents Scout Frodo? Did you, you know that they're legends?" So in the small <laughs> world, we're, we're well known, and that's that that's sort of fun. But yeah, we're. Uh, depending where you meet us, um, we have the honor and privilege here in San Diego of, um, of gosh, hosting about a third of, uh, of each year's um, starting PCT through hikers. Um, they stay at our house overnight. And uh, I also wear a couple other hats in the trail world. Um, after we through hiked in 2007, and it had really driven home to me, that what, what a modern miracle is, Rudy, that we have a trail that runs all the way from Mexico to Canada in the 21st century, and it's almost entirely a wilderness. So uh, mm-hmm. I came back and I raised my hand and ended up on the uh, Pacific Crest Trail Association board for um, uh, for nine years, served as their board chair for three. And these days, um, uh, I'm the president of the Partnership for the National Trail System, um, which is the umbrella organization for all 30 national scenic and historic trails. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, Scout 3.0 uh, is a writer and author. Uh, this book that's out now is a is in many respects it's a 40 year dream for me. And I guess the other piece that uh, if my wife wishes says you must tell them um, is uh, uh, I, I hiked all three of the uh, the major North South trails, the Pacific Crest Trail in 2007, and then in 2015 the Continental Divide Trail. And only three years ago, did the uh, Appalachian Trail uh, southbound. I just said, "Don't do it, southbound scout. You'll have the hardest hiking of every beginning, and there's all the black flies." And they were right, but it was still pretty neat. There were fewer people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, didn't you also uh, help out with the uh, Continental? Uh, what is it? The uh, Coalition? Uh, what is CD? I'll save you. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> CDTC, the Continental Divide Trail Coalition. I uh, after hiked the CDT, and my uh, <clears throat> my board service was winding down. The PCTA, I uh, was on their board. Actually, still on the board for five years. Um, and period of tremendous growth. It was so great to be able to uh, be there with their executive director Teresa Martinez, and to uh, uh, be there and to help them uh, really take off. I mean, uh, when I came on board there. Uh, we had barely three full-time equivalents, 
staff, mm. and now it's over 10 and functioning so well. It's a pleasure to see. I, I sat in, uh, I was uh, on Saturday, instead of having an in-person board meeting, we had a four-hour Zoom call. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to wood here. Yeah, things are going well there. It was a pleasure to be able to serve there. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, you know, that's one thing that uh, that I really personally have a passion for is giving back to trails. I'm not a through hiker myself. Um, I, I just kind of inundated myself in the world through podcasting and, and the social media and whatnot. But, uh, but nice. you know, I'm a part of uh, the PCTA. I, uh, you know, I'm here in Washington, and I'm, I've got my own section, adopted section and all that. And um, it, it means a lot, uh, the different trails. Um, so – your service is appreciated that you, you know, the, what you've put in, but I'm really curious. Um, I've never talked to anybody with uh, your current uh, role with the uh, um, National Trails Association. Yeah, and that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, it really because is. Because what, um, literally, the most significant piece of outdoor and trails legislation in decades, and I'm not exaggerating, was just passed. You had you have these old, old traditional uh, compromises, and the Great American Outdoors Act was passed, and the Partnership for National Trail System, and its 30 member organizations, of which the PCTA is one, CDTC is one, Appalachians Trail Conservancy, and 27 others. We banded together and actually were a force in lobbying for it. Uh, and I just love being able to be a, a part of, a, of, an or, of an organization like that. So it's the umbrella for all 30 National Scenic Historic Trails. So imagine you are the um, Forest Service, and Congress assigned to you to be the lead agency for seven of these 30 trails. Uh, and imagine there's one person who is the National Forest, Pers- Forest Service lead, and tries to thinking, I'm going to be talking and trying to organize seven trails, but instead, you can deal with one organization, and our trails can do the same. And so literally... Uh, and the same with National Park Service. National Park Service uh, is the main lead federal agency for 23 of those national scenic and historic trails. Think what a nightmare it is. So one mm. of the things the partnership does is um, every every year we act as a conduit for all three agencies, BLM, Forest Service, National Park Service, to fund internships at a majority of these uh, 30 trailers and organizations uh, Trail apprenticeships for uh, for younger folks to be able to attend conferences and get their foot wet in the uh, in, in the in the world of a uh, of a uh, trail jobs. And one of the uh, yeah, actually the National Park Service uh, uh, lead employee said, Barney, if we had to even think about administering, you know, fifteen different intern programs, we'd run away screaming. We never do it, but. We work for you. We write one check. You give us a great report. We hear all the good things you're doing. And that's um, um, what the partnership for the National Trail System is able to do. We literally get, we, um, uh, together with American Hiking Society, AHS, every year we put on a, a Hike the Hill event, may have crossed your radar. Sure. Uh, we, for a week, we bring back over 100 people, many of whom are volunteers, uh, trail organization staff. And we meet with almost every member of the Congress office. And we get a face-to-face last year, 90 minutes, with the chief of the U.S. Forest Service. And she regarded, uh, she, don't you love that, Vicki Christensen? She regarded <laughs> our meeting as so important that she unveiled and released at our meeting a 10-year 
Forest Service National Trails Challenge. Um, so, so you can hear my voice. I spend easily, well, my wife will say more, but I probably I, 10, 15, 20, 20 hours a week. This is all volunteer. It's when I should be doing book promotion. <laughs> volunteer. <laughs> but the reason why is we do some real significant work. It's sort of the uh, uh, behind-the-scenes sausage making, uh, as they say for uh, all our great trails in the outdoors. You, know, so you, you and I can talk about the fun stuff as well as, as, as well as giving back. And before I finish, let me thank you. Because I think I heard an only in there somewhere. Oh, I'm only a member. I have a, you know, a segment. And I need you to take, and anyone else out there listening, member of any trail organization, ever volunteered an hour, take out the word only. Because every bit you do makes a difference. I stood in front of the chief of the U.S. Forest and I told her, as you sit here now, I know that you supervise over 25,000 employees. I can tell you that amongst us all, amongst these 30 trails, I have a doppelganger. I have more than 25,000 people who last year went out and sweat and labor delivered over a million volunteer trail maintenance hours. And it's because of you and those listening out there who have helped that I could say that. That's why she pays attention wow. to us. Yeah. Yeah, that is huge. Um, well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get stuck on it too long. But one thing I, I, I would, I would be mad at myself for not asking. Um, wh- what is something that uh, the average listener, you know, myself, uh, we could do with the National Trails Association? Uh, what would be a step in the right direction for for me to do right now? Simplest thing, and it'd be a wonder. Go to. P is a PNTS, Paul Nathan Thomas Smith.org. And I think the first box that comes up is uh, become a supporter, $50 supporter. And you will have done something significant there. Of course, would I love to see a bit more true? And uh, I don't ask that without my wife and I having dug deep in our, in our pocketbooks. We live in a suburban house and uh, uh, we, uh, we do ourselves that be a big help uh uh today um uh i guess the second is just encourage each one of those folks to uh for your local area whether it's a regional trail even more local or and especially these national scenic and historic trails become a member and especially so you all out there and i'm pointing my finger at you now if you're under 50 (laughs) under 40 please because you know what i look like i'm sitting here at 68 with gray hair and we need what we really need is so many more of the younger folks. That's what we need. Hmm. Well, that's good. And I do know what you look like because I've got your book here in front of me. And, <laughs> and yes, uh, you are on the back cover, and I'm sure you're probably other places in it as well. Um, one thing uh, that just jumps out at me, uh, Journeys North, uh, the Pacific Crest Trail, Barney Scout Man is the author. That's you. And uh, one thing that really stuck out that I wanted to point out, maybe just kind of comment before we really start diving in, is uh, can you talk about the inside of the cover and the inside of the back cover? Oh, I love that. Thank you for asking. So inside front cover and back cover are composed of 1,094 hikers faces. It's a mosaic. And the image, the background image of the mosaic are, are images where people cry at because they're the Pacific Crest Trail symbol shot at on the Northern Monument, that eight foot tall wood pillar, and shot at the Southern Monument. 
and then made up uh, each one is a uh, you know, 547 hyperspaces, and each hyperspace is in two or three times. And all those hikers have one thing in common. They all slept at our house over mm-hmm. years uh, 2016 and 17. And your next question is, well, how did you make that happen? <laughs> um, because for one thing, I have to get individual signed releases for all of them just to, you know, to do this right and properly make sure that, uh, uh, it's something that they wanted to have. I get to be part of Scout's book. Great. Sure. And the way that the way that happens is, um, you know, when you sit out to do a longer section, Rudy, uh, you don't think, oh my God, I have a hundred miles staring in front of me. And the people starting at the southern border, uh, it's not healthy to think, oh my God, I got two thousand fifty. What you do is you put one step at a time, and literally every night for the eight weeks we hosted hiker, so more than sixty, uh, uh, um. Uh, 60 nights, each night running. At the end of our afternoon talk, I look in the circle, I tell them briefly about, you know, I got this book coming out, it's a 40-year dream. You know, I hope someday I'll send you an email, you know, help scout the full dream. But would you like to be in it? And if so, sit where you are, and let's go around the circle, and then one by one, I take a photo, take sign your release, and then that night, uh, I'd uh, download them and make sure I had the, uh, the name lined up. And you can go on my website today, and there's a page list. You can pop it out, blow it up, because uh, uh, you can see the faces. And even if, if you've got the book right now, if you if you knew people in it, you can recognize those faces. And then you can uh, – many people, over 200 of them have already self-identified, put in their uh, – there's an alphabetical list of names. And so people are going on, and they're looking up their friends, and, and they're, they're seeing, you know, who's in Scout's book. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, and and you know, also I'd like to point out, uh, you told me that uh, there's an only involved in in my uh, uh, in my my, my trail work, but uh, you also ha- said one earlier, and it, and it goes back to this uh, that you you've only you know oh I've just had a few people stay at my house. Well, let's be honest, I mean, there's more to it than that. You guys aren't just hosting hikers. Uh, I would assume that you're uh, encouraging them, filling them with knowledge, and and more than that, right? Yeah, yeah, they. Um, that's why we do it. Is they're here from 24 or internationals as much as uh, is, is uh, three days, 72 hours, and um, um, people used to call their day zero. They get to San Diego, the trailhead 60 miles to the uh, east. Maybe they're coming from a foreign country, don't speak the language, or uh, you know, coming from the Midwest. And I said, I don't speak San Diego, and it's hard to get out there. <laughs> There's a three legs of uh, public transportation. It takes more than a half day. And when you're dropped out there, it's not like, oh, I'm dropped in right there and there's the, there's the trailhead. You're a mile plus north. There's no signage. And if you want to sleep that night, you can sleep next to the um, uh, border patrol station or the old youth detention center and might get roused in the middle of the night. So instead of having that experience, basically in many ways, we try and start them out with a hug. We pick you up, feed you. We both like to cook. Uh, uh, take great pride in that. And here at the house, we make sure all the things uh, you can imagine that you might want. You can't fly with fuel. Local outfitter would sell us fuel at cost, and we just ask people to reimburse us. Um, uh, you can't fly with a lighter. We have a lighter here at the house. People coming in, they want to uh, uh, walk to the uh, walk to the corner grocery store and send out their uh, 
first couple care packages. Now, it's not care packages, the first couple resupply packages. Uh, we have a whole table set up in the garage doing that. Um, we, uh, you talk about advice, and that's an interesting because one of our philosophies here is not to give advice unless asked. Mm. People come and they're so intentional. I respect that. How much, imagine how much thought you've, you've given to your, when you start the trail. Um, and I've also seen a very broad spectrum of successful ways to hike the trail. And say, you know, I don't think that'll work, but it does. But what, what also happens here is that people, uh, they're, you're sharing a tent with five others. We have, three big 12 foot by 20 foot catering tents and big Agnes donated three six person tents and a, a tree house with a queen size uh, mattress in it and bedrooms in the house. But people look around and go, Oh, one of us is not like the others. <laughs> and they already, they already are, are uh, prepared to make changes. Uh, usually at least once or twice a day, someone will ask for a pack shakedown and then we're happy to do that. Uh, uh, and we have, uh, with the numbers we have, you know, 30 to 40 a night, this can only happen because we have so many volunteers who help us. And just for those who don't know, and I'll say it, this is all um, uh, uh, no gifts, no donations, please. We had so much kindness uh, uh, come our way in 2007 that it's our pleasure to do this. Uh, I will say we occasionally find a $20 bill that's been hidden somewhere. <laughs> hmm. And... Uh, we donate that to the PCTA. Um, but it, it's a joy. We go to bed at uh, you know, 10, 10, 30, whatever, every night, knowing we're up at 4.30 to start uh, cutting fresh pineapple, Frodo to make uh, fresh uh, fresh muffins out of the oven. And at night, we'll look at each other. We're exhausted. And we'll say, we are so lucky to be able to do this. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Um, so what came first, uh, helping hikers or hiking yourself? A chicken and the egg question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what, uh, they both happened sort of concurrently. And we did our through hike in 2007, but we had, uh, done the JMT, John Muir Trail in 2003, sort of see if we come off with the same desire. And uh, we read people's trail journals after that. And we thought, boy. Uh, in San Diego, we know it's hard. We'd heard of one other person who was doing some do trail angeling, a great guy named Bob Reese in San Diego. That'd be so fun. You know, the year before we threw hike 2006, we'll host some people in our house. We'll feel their enthusiasm. Maybe some of them will be drilling a line. We'll follow them. Maybe we'll even over the summer go up the trail a couple times and trail angel for them and maybe even let us hike with them. Um, so that's how it started, 2006. We had 17 people total stay with us and we thought we were pretty hot <laughs> <laughs> and that our, uh, that our year uh, before we left we had 35 hikers over a couple three four weeks stay with us and in the year after that word really got out and we had over 100 and every year since it's been a third of that year's class and so the numbers have just gone you know gone up and up and up till a, a year before this one we had a, a well over 1200 people yeah hmm well, wow, that's uh, it's hard to even believe. Um, so, can you um, can you kind of talk about uh, the book itself? Uh, I know we we kind of chatted offline. I feel really bad. My life has just been a mess uh, as far as time goes, and I wasn't able to read too much of it. Uh, but I did dive in far enough to uh, 
to meet some of what I would maybe call characters. And of course, uh, you know, you and, uh, and Frodo are the main characters. Um, are these, are these, um, I, I guess, uh, the, the, the real question would be, um, is everybody in the book real or did, were you kind of forced to create characters? Everyone in the book is real. Hmm. No one is a composite. And with, um, only three exceptions. It, 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 um, it's their names. Yeah. The two exceptions are the two people who, who did what I would call evil acts. And oh, I just refer yes. to them as, um, as, um, that man and, uh, him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't need, I don't, I don't need to, uh, to, uh, you know, glorify them in any way, but that these, these others trusted me with their stories, especially the primary four, um, and uh, no need to apologize for not, you know, not not getting through it. You will in your good time, and I want you to to uh, sit down when you're uh, um, oh, you know, when you're really open to it, and also sit down because um, uh, you might get mad at me because especially the last third people say uh, I've got emails that said you know I've been reading for bed and I started the last third at ten o'clock and the email sent at five a.m. Because they just finished it, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> which I don't feel bad about. But <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, it's really it's a um, uh, it's an ensemble story. There's a lot of good PCT books out there, so why write another? And one reason was the people stories I became privy to out there. Just their backstories, what happened on the trail, just amazing, and I wanted to share that. Cause that's one of the wonders of the trail. Um, and in particular for other much younger hikers, a pair of 30 somethings and a pair of 20 somethings, uh, uh, Tony Nadine and Blaise and Dalton people that, uh, we either hope to become pairs or if they did that they'd stay pairs. Mm. Uh, I, I spent, uh, uh, almost close to two years, um, uh, before I really wrote the uh, first word in the first draft, uh, interviewing and doing research because uh, it wasn't enough to hear these stories on the trail. You really need to have the full picture uh, with a blazer. A young woman, then a 24. There's one of the, uh, uh, if, if of the six of us, there's one main, it's, it's her. She and I did a, uh, I tell you today, we actually did 20 separate recorded interviews. Wow. Uh, she's such a good heart. Um, yeah. And it's so nice to all uh, the other four, besides four and I, They've remained such both fans, proponents, and supporters of the book um, that I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, and um, one thing that uh, that kind of stuck out when you're talking there is uh, is uh, you're recording conversations. And maybe you're maybe you're a future podcaster yourself. <laughs> I do like talking with people, as as I can <laughs> tell you do too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Um, so let's let's get into the book a little bit now. Obviously, um, you know, from the outside, you know, just kind of looking into the book, it like you said, there there are plenty of other books that are written about people hiking the Crest Trail. Um, so these these characters, you know, the the, the real people that you're writing about, um, was that did you kind of realize some point on this this hike that you were going to write this book, or did it kind of come after the interviews and or you know the idea to interview people on the hike? I had a strong sense I'd come off it and want to write a book. Forty years ago, I took three years out of my life, hung up my 
law degree in there. Let's get that out. I was a lawyer for 25 wow. years. And I uh, set out to write the next great American novel when I was you know, in my late 20s. Um, and maybe I did, but I never got a contract for it. And we started having kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's it's, like. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd already, uh, on our hike, um, I'd write 400 to 600 words a day journal. My wife and I kept a, uh, an online trail journal uh, um, during that summer. And I knew my muse was alive and, and, and uh, 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 ready to work on, a, on overtime again. I didn't come off the trail 100% certain that my next book, my book I was going to write was going to be about the trail. That took about six to nine months to settle on. I had a couple other topics that really grabbed at me too. And then when I did, the format was not certain. It didn't say, oh, uh, when you read the book, this is what Scout knew from the first moment it was going to be. He was going to focus on the six. It was all going to be true. Uh, it was going to be this ensemble story. In fact, uh, um, uh, it's uh, oh, I, I, I just like to say that the book is a wild meets the breakfast club. Nice. And uh, I really thought in particular, <clears throat> Blazer and, and Tony, especially with their backstories, they would never want me to write about it. I mean, I, I had things confided to me. Um, Blazer, uh, um, uh, on the trail, a not uncommon question is, uh, you know, how long have you been thinking about doing this? When did you decide to do the trail? You know, we sit there on a break or maybe having a, you know, a little dinner circle, uh, whatever. And Blazer's answer was always the same. The question would come up and people would swivel their heads at her and, and she would say, ha, three weeks before the trail started, to my surprise, my friends, I announced, I'm shaving my head. I'm hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> and, and really, that's what we would all do. We would laugh and move on. And it wasn't until um, three months after the trail ended sitting in the Washington, D.C. hotel lobby, the two of us, with her solid, uh, that she told me why. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, would she want me to write that? Uh, and so actually what I'd settled on for a number of months was the format would be a lot like historical fiction. So you have a real background. I have permission from people to include them in the background in the foreground, the characters would be, um, uh, would be fictional characters that evoke the same feelings that I wanted to and the same degree of story. And one day Frodo, uh, told me, said, scout, you've made an assumption and you need to ask Placer. And I did. And I could recall the scene, you know, like it's right here in front of me, even though it's now, uh, 11 years ago. Um, and um, she said, Scout, I trust you would be okay. And if you had just said that to me, Rudy, it's one thing to say it, mm. but what you and I would next do is, uh, uh, is we'd sit down and talk for an hour about what that really, really means. Because I write with care and compassion, but what I can't have happen is six months from now, or a year and a half from now, uh, you say to me, you know, uh, Scout, by the way, this, this slice is off limits. You know, you know yeah, I just can't have you write that. And, and maybe this one over there, too. Um, and, um, yeah, but she and Tony and Nadine and Dalton and, and many others have stayed, stayed through the whole way. 
Yeah. It's uh, to an extent, Journeys North, it, it, it's really, it's a, it's a dear people story, people under extreme, under uh, extreme duress, whether uh, uh, because of people interactions or whether, you know, whether on the trail. Um, uh, someday when you do get to the end, you'll see that three different times we set out from the same spot, 61 miles from Canada. Um, and uh, 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 the first two times got thrust back. Um, uh, in fact, I'm not sure if you're open to it, but uh, 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 just over page introduction sets the scene, uh, sets the scene in one of those, if you want to do that at some point. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me just reach over here. I cannot tell you how many times I wrote and rewrote and rewrote this introduction. Hmm. Um, Say it's a part of the trail I'm very familiar with, so I want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's your neck of the woods. It's um, uh, Rainy Pass. You know, to start a it's Highway 20 or Highway 2. I always forget. Yeah, 20. Yeah, 20. Uh, it's the last paved road before Canada. There's a uh, uh, 30 miles uh, north of Adam Trail. There's Hearts Pass, which there's a skanky dirt road that you have to hike 18 miles out. And that's the only other way before you get to Canada. All right, it's, um, it's Frodo's birthday, my wife's birthday, and it's October 2nd, 2007. Introduction. Frodo's birthday, Tuesday, October 2nd, 2007. Blazer couldn't feel her toes. In the pre-dawn gloom, the 25-year-old stomped a path over a foot of fresh snow, but the effort barely blunted the cold. This was the second blizzard in three days as the Gulf of Alaska hurled once-in-a-generation storms at Washington's Cascade Range, yeah, your home range. After five months hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, Blazer was wearing her fifth pair of running shoes, and the studded soles were ground flat, much like her muscles, sinews, and joints. She'd come over 2,600 miles, only 40 left to reach Canada. She'd sworn days before, I'll crawl if I have to. Right behind her, Frodo and I brushed fat snowflakes from her bent shoulders and packs. A dim light penetrated the pine spruce thicket. Happy birthday, Frodo, Blazer piped up. We jerked as if poked. In the 30 years we'd been married, I'd never forgotten Frodo's birthday. But this time, focused on the cold, on not getting lost, and not surviving, we both had. What do you want for your birthday, Blazer asked. Frodo, who breath visible, didn't hesitate. I want to finish the day alive. Two more storms swept in over the next three days, smothering the Pacific Crest Trail in thigh-high drifts. On Thursday night, Seattle King 5 TV News reported, three Pacific Crest Trail hikers are missing. Chatter lit up the internet within minutes. Goodness, it's so cold now. May the Lord protect them. Past midnight, one of 60 soon-to-be rescuers wrote, I'm headed out to Stevens Pass to work the search. But they weren't searching for us. They were searching for Nadine. And there you have the introduction. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that pulls you in. I, that, yeah, and, that, and that's a portion that I did read, and, uh, and, and I would normally um, would ask, you know, Kind of some more simple questions, uh, you know. How did Frodo get her name? How did you get your name, Scout? But I, I, I do know that that's that's in the book. I encourage people to, to um, not only uh, hear the amazing story that uh, you've put forth, uh, but also to get 
kind of those uh, those those kind of things out of the way, right? Um, I love how you pull people in right off the bat like that. It's a, it's a it's a great passage. I appreciate you reading that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Your your passion towards it uh, is is even better though. Um, I I heard a rumor that you're not reading the audio. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I've had yeah a lot of people ask me, and in fact, um, uh, I knew it was it, it, um, it was going to be unlikely, and so I just said, okay, that's you know it's just like something happens on the trail. Oh my gosh you know, storm coming in or whatever it is, uh, you deal with it. And, and then, uh, uh, in May, I guess, yeah, early mid May was, um, Fro and I were invited to be a surprise guests on a zoom phone call with a bunch of, uh, with a bunch of hikers. And they asked the same question. And there was this like, like in one voice scout, you have to read your book. Uh, so I went back, uh, they actually never sent me emails. And I sent those emails to my publisher and said, you know, uh, uh, would you make a push? And the answer I got back was, well, when you're Tom Hanks, you can read your own book. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you uh, but I did have a chance to talk with Traver Burns, who read the book. And I listened to, uh, 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 he's an actor in um, Ashland, with the, uh, you know, the Ashland uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Uh, know very well, very well knows the through hiker. See him come through town. Already had almost all the pronunciations down. He knows how to pronounce Tuolumne Meadows, hmm. uh, and knows it's the Willamette, not the Willamette River, and and others. Um, and he called me. Or he asked. He reached out and said, "Yo, can we have a chat?" Um, uh, great guy. I, I felt that he too had a passion for the book, and those uh, uh, those who have listened to it on Audible uh, uh, report back good things. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and that's uh, um, encourage people to uh, obviously purchase the book and 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 go to Audible. There um, is there, it, it, gosh, you know, one thing that I can't stand asking authors uh, because sometimes I just get a, a an either a, a staunch heck no or a, a you know somebody maybe trying to put out too much of the book before somebody purchases it. But is there any uh, without reading a passage? Is there any um, short moments you you wanted to kind of bring up just to kind of pull people in a little further yeah happy to and um uh, i don't mind i don't mind at all it's really um uh i wrote the book for you for those who through hike like someone who's who's been out there on a through hike will feel yes yeah, you really you know you captured it but equally so for those who will do who uh, we'll picnic at a trailhead or we'll sit or we'll sit on the couch and think, you know, it's neat. We have these trails. And so here's one of the things I really like uh, that, uh, 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 that for Joe and Josephine on their couch, I want them to feel for a moment what it's like to be inside a pit toilet outhouse. <laughs> and it is so nasty outside colder and I'll get out. The wind is blowing and it's so nasty and cold that you've retreated to a corner of this pit toilet office. You are huddled over your stove because you're making dinner inside of it. Your little tiny alcohol stove is barely put on enough heat and still going to take a while for your, uh, uh, for your uh, uh, dried food meal to boil. 
You are wearing every stitch of clothing you have. The throne is two feet away from your head. And you know what, Rudy? You are happy. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. And let me paint one other. Yeah. And which that's is which is more uh, the reason why is the Kennedy Meadows shower. So Kennedy Meadows is 70 miles up the trail. It's just like a, a, a St. Louis, Missouri was the jumping off point for the pioneers in the 1850s. Kennedy Meadows for a Pacific Crest Trail. It's a jumping off point to get in the Sierra. I've endured 700 miles of desert, and now I'm in the I'm in the verge of entering the fable Sierra Nevada. And there's this uh, funky uh, uh, store that's straight up a movie set there. You know, it's got uh, a two foot long stuffed trout on the ceiling and and wooden wooden glass encased uh, 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 um, uh, sales cabinets. It's just way cool. For two dollars, you can rent a towel and go outside and take a shower in two side by side shares a single shares a single um, plywood a uh, uh, ratty plywood a uh, uh, wall or divider and take a shower the uh, plywood goes down and leaves your uh, uh, from your ankles down exposed it's completely open to the sky uh, so you feel the wind there are some very use soap products in there but you're washing a four days worth of dirt and in that shower stall, it's as if it's as if you're in a, a, a psychiatrist uh, uh, lying on a psychiatrist's couch, because you talk to yourself, you talk to the guy or gal next to you entirely differently. Allegheny steps in, or actually, I step in, and there's Allegheny, 65. Anytime I start to get, feel full of myself, says I'm 55 and I'm doing this. I uh, that's Allegheny, and he's really doing this too, and he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> Within five minutes, I hear all about Allegheny's uh, three wives and how the first one told him it's either him, it's either her or his guitar. And I know he still plays guitar, so I knew he had that one. <laughs> and then Tony stepped in. And in fairly short order, I shared um, uh, what I call the second great story of our marriage. Uh, we are now 43 years married. Uh, I go to sleep um, with my soulmate every night, but we had three more than rough years that we actually separated. And Tony heard that story. And then what I hear coming from the other side of this, uh, of this uh, uh, beat up plywood board is Tony describing for me a Saturday. Uh, it's at the end of his 14 year marriage. And he finds himself in the kitchen he can smell gas that's coming out of the open oven and he's looking down. So I was looking down at a big kitchen knife in my hand and I don't know how I got there, Scott. Uh, and at that moment there in this pristine setting, Tony was felt safe enough to tell me that story. And I felt safe enough to be able to hear it. Hmm. And those sort of moments, is what I wanted to share with you and everyone else reading Journey's North. Wow, uh, that's uh, that, that almost left me speechless. I, it's uh, uh, the, in the way you tell it too. Um, I imagine it comes out in the words in the book as well. Um, do you? Um, I'm curious because you've done and been a part of you know trail associations and, and national trail association. Um, man, 
is there ever you know your walk on the hill your uh you're your dealing with uh forest rangers or whatever do they know these types of stories or do they have to read this book to find out i mean not, you know be not not necessarily the the story itself but do they know that that's what the trail means to people so if, if you and i were were face to face with uh with anyone with uh jamie smith tremendous uh trail proponent for the uh from the Forest Service, just retired, uh, Rita Hennessy, National Park Service, and so forth and so on. They would answer the question, yes. Mm. But they would get a, a night and day difference feeling of depth by reading Journeys North, and they would feel validated because they do the sausage-making side. They work in an office, they have to deal with some people who aren't very nice <laughs> at times. <laughs> they have the vagaries of Congress to put up with. Um, and if, um, uh, 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 actually, recently, uh, uh, um, there's a um, significant chance that a number of them, uh, I know we'll, we'll actually have copies soon. And one of the reasons I, 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 uh, that I hope that happen is they will feel also you know, just when I ask that question, they'll feel, you know, you know, I have to put up with a bunch of crap in my job yeah. doing this stuff. But this is why. So these yeah. people, so the American people, they are, uh, have, have, have the chance of experiencing these things. Because ours, there was a National Geographic, October issue, just did an eight-page article on trails. Uh, New York Times columnist, uh, Nicholas Kristof, great guy, uh, wrote it. Um, and one of the things he writes writes about, and I believe so strongly, is that I don't care whether you're Bill Gates or your weather or whether you're Capucho hiker. I really love who Capucho every every winter he's so happy because he can work at a pizza pizza restaurant and with tips make fifteen bucks an hour so he can go out during the summer and hike. Either uh, of these guys, the only way to get to the most wonderful place on trails is to walk. They both have to do that. And Bill Gates, the money can't buy it, um, and it's just as available to Cup and Joe. Uh, while I am on the topic, um, you know, an area that we've all uh, at least have a piece in falling down in is our trails are only starting to look like our country, meaning the people on them. The area I hiked, we had maybe 300 people start the PCT attention to hike. There's only one person of color. And these days, the numbers are not that dramatic. Thankfully, there's a lot more. And you, uh, you know, we, we recently, recently was a great uh, webinar with um, uh, the first two uh, Black American uh, triple crowners. But there's a distance we need to cover, and it's one of the uh, uh, both at the Parson National Trail System. We have a workshop coming up in October, uh, seven days all soon. A third of it is on a um, is um, on a Jedi education subjects, you know, justice, equity, diversion, and inclusion. We have a ways to go there. We have a long ways to go there. Yeah. But I'll get off that soapbox. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's an important yeah. soapbox. And, um, you know, I've talked to uh, Chardonnay. Um, she's been on the podcast, yeah. and I know her personally. I've met her oh, cool. a few times. Um, and, you know, and it, it is an important topic, and I don't want to highlight her just because uh, she happens to be a black friend and, 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 and past guest. But, uh, you know, I would imagine that's one of the people you're talking about. And, uh, um, 
that's the only reason I brought her up. And, 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 and so is that something that then from the National Trails Association, is that something you guys are talking about then? Very, very much so. Uh, we have a uh, uh, Jedi working committee and uh, time, energy um, uh, is being spent and it's, and it's not going to be a, uh, uh, it's not going to be a slash in the pan. Uh, um, I believe, and I see, uh, uh, I see across the board um, that uh, 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 good people putting real time into it, um, and a lot of effort into trying to um, uh, 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 bring every everyone in, in, into the tent, and so much of it really is education. Hmm. There's so much uh, terms I didn't know. Uh, uh, um, uh, tone policing was a term I didn't know until the last few months. Um, and, um, yeah, but we're going to, um, 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 work is being done. It's a real commitment. Yeah. Well, that's good. And, uh, you know, I just want to want to remind people that, uh, you know, you brought it up earlier and, um, just in case anybody forgot that pnts.org is, uh, is the place to, to, to go help out, you know, not only that movement, but all the movements in, in the National Trail yeah. Association. So, um, oh. and, and if you do that, uh, I'm sure in the, you know, in, uh, the, the, the somewhere there's a place to put a note. Uh, if, if you do go in and, and make a $50 donation to become a supporter, please put a note that a, that a scout sent you. I'd love that. <laughs> mm, yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah. So where, where would you recommend you, do you, do you get, uh, the same accolades for people reading the audio book as you do buying the book itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my mother read the audio book. She has a. Um, uh, she's ninety. She has macular degeneration, uh, so she read. Uh, yeah, that whether whatever form, Kindle, audio, yeah. or uh, or hard copy. You know, I personally like hard copies. Um, and, and I will ask one thing though. You know, it's uh, not. The easiest time to be bringing out a new book, and thankfully, it's yeah. you know, it is doing really well. It's gotten uh, a Backpacker Magazine is going to publish a full chapter in, in their next uh, next next issue. But um, uh, and if you do read it, and if you do like it, uh, I consider it a uh, um, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you'd uh, you know, do an Amazon or a, or, or a, and or Goodreads review. And doesn't mean you need, you need to buy it on Amazon. Uh, buy it to your local independent or you want a signed copy and go my website and we don't charge any more for that. And I'm happy to do that. Uh, but yeah, things like those reviews make a difference. Well, journeys North. And I think, uh, you know, Barney, uh, <laughs> I think the listeners can, uh, can gather just from, uh, from your, your, your stories that you've told here, not just from the book, but just, uh, the way you talk, uh, the way you could portray the, uh, you know, write a paint a paint a picture with words uh, that they're going to want to buy this book, and because it, you know it, you've inspired me to to do it, and I, I actually prefer the auto book, so I'm going to probably grab that. And but um, yeah, cool. it, you you definitely uh, you definitely sold, sold yourself, <laughs> but but honestly, I I, I didn't want to. Um, I'm glad we had the chance to talk about other things as well because uh, mm-hmm. uh, you've been uh, you've been. You've been mentioned in more podcasts than I could count, and uh, and so you know just and then I, you know some of the ones I listen to as well uh, outside of mine, and um, so yeah, you don't want to maybe be. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny how you mentioned that you are a, a you know a celebrity amongst uh, amongst the few, <laughs> but uh, it's true. Right. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on. 
Oh, Rudy, it's been a real pleasure, and maybe someday we'll get a chance to, you know, to, to actually hike together. It'll be a lot of fun. I hope so. Thanks a lot, Scout. You bet. Bye. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash cascadehikerpodcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, rudy at cascadehikerpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. Playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you want to run, baby, I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could...